Guys, huge honor for me. Episode 12 of the Humanity Jiu Jitsu podcast featuring Rachel Neubauer. Did I say that right? You did, you did. And thank you for having me. I'm very excited, and the honor is all mine. Ah, is it a huge honor? The biggest. The hugest honor. Uh, guys, we totally didn't spend 20 minutes chatting this shit before this, and I didn't spend like two of those minutes finding out how to say her name right. It's a hard one, but you did good. <laughs> so uh, do you want to just <laughs> tell everyone where you're from and where you train in case they want to get around with you? It was pretty good round. I had a great honor training with her one time. Well, I live in Miami, Florida, and I train at Fight Sports Miami, the headquarters under Cyborg. The Cyborg or a Cyborg? The Cyborg. <laughs> like, the Cyborg. I <laughs> uh, see. How, how, once, just one thing I'm worried, what, what, not worried, wondering about, fuck. Like, see, how does it feel like uh, being in one of the better, being in, like, one of the better teams in, like, uh, the competition scene? Like, being exposed to, like, really good competitors and just the daily? I think it's a really cool experience because you get to meet people coming in to train with my teammates. Or even my teammates are really good. There's two brown belts that train there and they teach. And they're number one in their division, in their weight division, in the world right now. So it's really cool to be able to have that experience to learn from people like that and also just see their dedication, watch the people at pro training in the morning, watch them do their weightlifting. It's really inspiring. So it kind of makes you feel like you need to be better and step up your game. Like there's no excuse for lazy. Yeah. See, I imagine that's a good environment where like, you know, they'll notice where you're putting in the fucking hard work because you got it or else because since everyone else is good there, you'll just get fucking killed otherwise. Yeah, and the girls are vicious. Like, I've been to some gyms where people just train, they just roll, but, like, every it's always a battle. There's, like, a couple girls that you just know, like, you're going to go to battle with them every single time. doesn't matter what day it is. Nobody wants to go light. <laughs> nah, no, no pussy shit here. No pussy shit. Sometimes light rolls on a Saturday, maybe. But you say everybody says it's gonna go light, and then suddenly it's like a battle to the death. <laughs> uh, I think that's just the case of fucking every gym when everyone, so, whenever someone says I'm going light. Everybody's optimistic. Ugh. See, look, I remember one time I was a bit injured and I couldn't really roll properly. I was still training, but like I couldn't roll 100% or roll that long. But I would, I would roll lightly and I would fucking just give them a fucking death stare for like a minute straight and say, my knees are fucked. Let's go handy. No stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Like I bitch moan and complain so they get the fucking points just at nauseum. <laughs> give them that look and then suddenly they're like knee barring you and you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck, bruh? You can't knee like, bar me. The, the hell, dude? <laughs> I got heel hooky next if you say that. Yeah, dude, I don't fuck with heel hooks. I'm I toe hold, but I don't heel hook. I never toe hold. I see the heel hook, but like, I don't know. My straight ankle locks aren't that great. I understand the concept. I know what people are telling me, but I like I feel like I got the toes where they're supposed to be, and then just. Mm-mm. I tell you, I fucking just love straight ankle locks, like. Every single win I have by submission is by them because I'm a bit obsessed. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe every I just need to keep one. doing them. 
Fuck them up until they keep working. But they're all like, I imagine, that's it. I'd be like, man, every fucking win by summation I have is by Stradanka luck. And I'd be thinking that sounds impressive. And someone else just be thinking, he just sucks at every other fucking move, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they say, though, that, like, there's a saying that you're supposed to sharpen the sword, the one edge of the sword. You don't want a dull knife on both sides. You can have a sharp one. And then, so, like, you know, you train the one side till it gets really, really good. You train the one submission till it gets really, really good. You're just sharpening your straight ankle lock sword. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. I should get a sword, but with a pommel that looks like someone's ankle. Ooh, quarantine training. That's how you're going to come back stronger than ever. Like, how about this? Someone's severed leg with a jutting out uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, shin splint, and then the blade is coming out of the shattered shin splint. You know those car test dummies that they use to, like, check the safety equipment in vehicles? That's yeah. just what you need. Just, like, the leg of one so you can practice straight ankle locks at your house. <laughs> oh, no, see, I'm going to make a bit of a controversial statement. So mm-hmm. I, I hope I don't get cancelled for this, but grappling dummies fucking suck. I've never tried them, but I feel like it's like optimistic approach, but it's just never going to be the same. It, like some people complain about brand new white belts, but at least a brand new white belt won't flop over in clothes guard when they're in your clothes guard. They'll, yeah, they'll they will. Well, if you, if you say it to them, if you can at least try and address the problem, but a grappling dummy, it's an inanimate fucking object. You can't address that problem. And That's true. There's no conversing with it. You can't wrist lock it. You can't ankle lock it unless you get a special thing. And those are fucking expensive and not worth the money. Fuck. It's all like, expensive. Like, I made a grappling dummy. I uh, folded up towels, put them in my gi. I even made a head so I could choke it and put sunglasses <laughs> on it and call it the dude and chat the shit with it when I'm getting drunk and watching shit on the telly because it's quarantine and no one can go anywhere. I'm not crazy. Just need some sort of social interaction, even if you have to make it yourself. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, fuck this quarantine. Oh, speaking of which, how are you handling it? Like, uh, I think it's about the same over here. I have a couple of friends and we have some mats and I have really tiny mats at my house. So they're good for like solo drills or working moves, but no takedowns, no rolling. I think it's just trying to do the best that you can and compensating with working out or trying to run and get your cardio up. And But it's a struggle. I feel like I haven't been to the gym in months and it's super depressing. Oh, fucking hell. I drive by and I'm just like, ah, oh, my heart. Uh, well, I say you got one upside, though. You're quarantined hmm. in uh, Miami, which is like a fucking paradise compared to Ireland. It's <laughs> sunny, nice beaches. Well, I know you can't go to the beach, but they're still there. And meanwhile, See, that's what I was about to say. Like, it's the perfect weather in Miami. Like, right now is the best time because in the summer, it's way too hot. At the beginning of fall, that's the rainy season and the hurricane season. So right now, it's perfect. But you just get to look at the beach and the parks and everything, and you can't go to it. You can't enjoy it. You're supposed to be locked in your house looking out your window at the beautiful sun. And then by the time quarantine finally is over in, like, the next year, it seems, it's going to be, like, the rainy season and hurricane season, and you're still going to be trapped in your house, but this time with no power. Mm. I tell you, there's one person who isn't bothered by the not training, one type, one group of people, I mean. Oh, yeah? 
it's uh, the blue belts who quit anyway. Yeah, they live in their best lives. They're you know, you like, see those like memes about antisocial people, and they're like, quarantine hasn't affected me at all. That's exactly what they're doing. Uh, ah, well, I'm a little bit antisocial, except when it comes to training. Like, the only bit of social interaction that I tolerate is going to jiu-jitsu, chatting to shoot people, and fucking strengthening <laughs> each other. That, but now Dang. that's gone, and I'm, I'm going a bit crazy. Isn't it funny? Like, you can be antisocial any other time of the year, and you're just like, this is what it is. But now when you're forced into, like, isolation, it's brutal. And you're like, I'm dying. I need friends. I need contact. Like, I want the choice to not associate with people. Exactly. I, think I want that's the, the choice part. not to. I, I, I want to choose to ignore to. others. Yeah. Exactly. But I still think when quarantine is over, people should still stay six feet away from me. <laughs> I just want to barricade every time I go to the store. Do not stand right behind me. If I can like hit, reach out and hit you, you're too close. We need to maintain this for the rest of forever. You gotta teach them how to maintain distance with the like uh, green zone, red zone, green zone thing. Like I can hit you in the face, man. You're too close. Exactly. <laughs> okay. See, um. One thing I'm always curious about about with all my guests is like, uh, how did you get into martial arts and did you train anything before jiu-jitsu? Because it's usually different for each person. So what's mm-hmm. your deal? Well, I had done like the cardio kickboxing before and I really liked it. And so that was kind of my first ever taste at martial arts. Actually, no, I lied. My brother did karate when we were children and because sexism and I'm a woman, I had to do ballet. But I like would go to my brother's karate class and I always wanted to. So I was always interested in it, I think. But a couple of years ago, I had just some friends that I worked with in the service industry and they did it and it always intrigued me. And I was working at this one restaurant and my supervisor, her fiance was the MMA coach at the gym that I started going to. And she's like, you should go. You would love it. And I immediately fell in love with it. And became that crazy white belt that does like four or five classes a day, like no chill whatsoever. God damn. But I think long story short is that I just knew a couple of people who were into it or who had done MMA in the past. And I was like, I want to give it a try. And then I just fell head over heels in love. No. But that statement always confused me. Head over heels. Like in relation, your head is always over your heels anyway. <laughs> Unless you're like bare Maybe that's what it meant. That's what it stemmed from. It's like the continuous rolling. I know, like, I doubt that saying goes back far enough to predate a Barambolu. I think it does predate the Barambolu for sure. But, you know, we can pretend and we can dream. And I choose to believe that it came from Barambolu because now that you mention it, it really doesn't make sense. Yeah. Unless I'm getting it wrong and it's heels over head. No, it's head over heels. But where did it come from? I don't know. It sh- it, if you want to be technical, it should be heels over head because uh, I can. It's not that's this topic isn't PG thirteen, so <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Off camera. Every, okay, everyone, you can insinuate what I mean about heels overhead. It's pretty fucking obvious <laughs> what I mean. It means you're getting your your guard passed with a stack pass. That's what it means. Fuck exactly, it. exactly. Yeah. Got that double under, heels overhead. 
Yeah, really good stack pass. Real sm- good. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean anything else. See, it was PG after all. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, what was uh, the early days of your training like? And was there anything in particular that you struggled with? Um, everything. I think I've always really been fond of guard, but passing just made no sense to me at the very early days. I just... I could always like kind of get into close guard and then I was still like, I don't know what to do. I knew I always like triangles and arm bars, which to this day are some of my favorite submissions. But I think any time that I was like forced out of my guard, I just kind of had no idea what to do. Mm. I know that's a good point. See, I say it's pretty handy that you're good at the triangles and the arm bars because that floats into what one of my boys calls the holy trinity of guard moves. Yes. So, triangles, yeah. arm bars, omoplatas. I love them because if you screw one up, there's another one right there. Oh, see, one time uh, the head of our team, uh, Rodrigo Medeiros, came over to our gym to do a seminar. He does it every year. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the moves you showed was you'd t- attempt an arm bar, but you'd deliberately like let them get the arm out. And then you'd, your legs would already be over their other arm and you'd go for omoplata. So I would hit mm-hmm. that so many times. I deliberately fuck up an arm bar, just go omoplata. It yeah, I know glorious. people who, like, bait that, too. Or they'll, like, go for the triangle, they start to get passed from the triangle, and then they turn it into the armbar again, or the omoplata. It's mm. beautiful. It's beautiful, and it's kind of, like, fail-safe. Oh, get this. See, um, here's the thing. Uh, I fucking hate getting triangled. I hate it so much. If someone shoots their legs up for a triangle, I will deliberately let them put me into an omoplata because my omoplata escapes are fucking phenomenal, so I don't care if I'm getting <laughs> but my triangle escapes aren't good. So I'm like, omoplata me instead. Yeah, yeah. At least there's options from that. Kind of once the triangle is too deep, really your only choice is to just grab that knee and like try to breathe, try to get it up over your head and hope for the best. Or you could do an MMA slam and get uh, kicked out the gym. True, true. Maybe you'll just go out in a blaze of glory and then get that DQ in competition. But you're like, I didn't get submitted. I got DQ'd but not submitted. I still yeah, win. Yeah, I still win. <laughs> he's, un- he's the unconscious one. I slammed him on his head. So who yeah, yeah, technically I got the submission. It's just I, a matter of I how you're... my opponent unconscious, so I win. Exactly. Where's my medal? Where's my fuck, man? My fuck you guys at the podium. <laughs> uh, do you have any advice for new people just uh, in general? For new people? I think... I think the best thing you can do is learn how to be a good student. You're going to mess up. You're going to have no idea what you're doing. It's going to be uncomfortable in awkward situations, and it's going to be painful. But I think you just need to don't take yourself seriously and learn how to accept advice and direction and criticism gracefully. Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, that's the most important thing. Like, see, when someone's telling you uh, you're – you're sort of messing up in this area. Like that isn't like an attack on your person. That's a lit- legit criticism. Like it's constructive shit because they wouldn't be telling you that unless they wanted you to address that. Like it's valuable information. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, especially like when you're first starting out or you're around so many people who are more advanced than you, you might hear directions or specific takes on a move. Like everybody has a different style. Yeah. You do one move. There's a way of doing the move, but then people have their slight variation. So you might hear all these different variations that people give you. And you just need to learn to kind of listen because 
it's all an opportunity and everybody's body type is different. Everybody's style is different. So if you learn to listen and accept the advice that you're given, you might hear something that works better for you in general. Oh, that being said, I have a new question that I made just for this, is the debut of this question. Ooh. That see, I know with the, with like, see when new people are like sort of transitioning over to the intermediate periods, what, because, mm -hmm. you know, if you've talked to a new person, what has been the stupidest thing they've asked you? Like, I know pe new people always have silly questions, but what's the s s craziest one you've ever heard? You're just like, oh, my God, because <laughs> we all have that eventually. No matter I don't know if it's are. like a question. I've taught several people how to tie belts, but I think probably the first thing that comes to mind is I was rolling with this white belt. And I got her in deep half and I was like, kind of, you know, I had like good control on her collar and I was like going to work a sweep from there. And she's just like, yeah, you couldn't do anything, blah, 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 blah. Like she thought she was in a good position. And I was like, you're just so new and innocent. Like you don't even realize that like I had you exactly where I wanted you. You thought because you were on top, you were in the better position, but I was like, you got swept, girl. You got swept. So now we're going to learn what deep half is. You know what's always fun? When you decide to go easy on the newer people and they mistake your uh, fucking kindness for you being shit and they talk about how, oh, they smashed you or that sort of thing. When you're, you know, you're just going easy on them. And you, Did you see you that, that upper belt's guard? And you're like, nah, we work in guard retention today, honey. You, I let you. So I could work something else. Like, here's the thing. One thing I'm really like, what's your sort of take on this? Like some people, when they're all with a new per, with like a less experienced person, will let the, the less experienced person submit them. And I am not into that lifestyle at all. I hate that. That's a terrible idea. I don't let them submit me like just to let them. I think it depends. I think like if you know, it's kind of like an open mat thing where you're just kind of chilling or whatever then yeah, I'll let them work that just so they can kind of get their reps in. But if you're oh, like, no. I mean like in rolling, a proper role, I don't mean in yeah. like a drilling scenario in like a proper yeah. role. No, I don't let them just get a submission just to be nice. I'll like kind of, you know, I'll let them try to work passes, sweeps and things like that. And I work my counters, but I don't just give a submission away. Yeah. See, here's the sort of thing I do because see, I've, I've had to earn all my taps. No one let me tap them out. So why should mm -hmm. I let anyone tap me out? So like, here's the thing. Um, uh, I, I, when I'm, I go easy on them. I let them get position. Uh, like if they attempt a submission, I'll just fucking escape, but I'll let them get into a good position. Then I'll escape there. I don't like, you shouldn't let yourself lose. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not real for them. It's not a real victory. Like, come on. They didn't actually have to earn it and learn how to do it properly if you just give it to them. I mean, I guess if like somebody was really close in an arm bar, I might let them kind of, you know, get to the point. Like you're already halfway there, feel it out, get it. But just to give it, just to be generous, I've never really done that. Mm. I, you know, see, that's it. Uh, what was your first competition and uh, how, how'd it go for you? Oh, Lord. Okay, my first competition. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Oh, I competed three months after I began training jujitsu. So I was like white belt, no stripes. And like, what do you even know at three months? Like, you know, the very basics, but not a whole lot. So I didn't win anything. 
and I lost within 30 seconds of my gi match. It was terrible. But I feel like once you kind of like hit that mark, like I'm only going up from there. But to be fair, my no gi match, I lasted the entire round and I only lost by like a point. Mm. Uh, well, onwards and upwards. Exactly. It's I'm starting at ground zero, so there's only trending upwards from there. Mm. See, that's like one of the good things about like an embarrassing loss, if you would. You can't mm-hmm. really get, get any worse than that. So, you know upside that's exactly how I feel and like so I kind of I felt so much better going into like the next competitions after that I was like it's never going to be as stressful as the first competition was and it's never going to be as bad as the first competition was so no matter if I win or lose now it will never be that bad Mm. so um do you have a favorite competition story like favorite win Mm. I've only done two competitions. I was going to start competing now, but Corona kind of said, fuck off. But I competed in September and I came in third. I lost two matches by one point, but I won two matches by both submissions. I got an Americana and an armbar. And I like the armbar because I had just come out of losing like literally like just a couple minutes before I had to step back on the mat. And this girl was like trying to pass my guard and I was trying to get in her arm bar. And I just remember thinking like, I will break your arm before I lose. Like I was so mad. I was like, you're not getting it. And then she sat up and I triangled the hell out of her. <laughs> uh, do you have a preferred rule set that you like competing under? Um, I don't think so. I still think I'm kind of figuring out what I like and I'm open to all the options and opportunities. Like I said, I haven't competed as much as I would like to currently. So I feel like I'm still kind of experiencing those. Mm. Now I get you. See, so, um, what's it? Ah, sorry. Would you have a favorite submission? Arm bars. Oh, I would have For sure. I thought it'd be the Rachelatine. Rachelatine? That, I do like guillotines. It's probably my favorite choke. But I always like them in no gi. I never do them in gi. I don't know why. It's kind of like, Manogi specialty. Mm. Honorable mention lately, though, has been the, um, oh, my God, why am I blanking on it? Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm blanking on it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Say it'll come back to you in, like, 20 minutes. Like, oh, yeah, it will. It will. <laughs> then we'll be like, oh, my God, let's backtrack. It's that one. It'll, it'll, it'll come to you in the middle of the night. You'll just wake up and text me like four in the morning. I was going to say, I'm going to have to text you. Is it four in the morning my time or four in the morning your time? Uh, my time because I'm five hours. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like, seriously? Seriously? Bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Ah, That's the new oh, favorite. Fucking love the bow and arrow. See, I like, yes. this little adjust- I like this little adjustment. So say you're doing it and they're holding out. You know the leg that's over their body, not the one, not the one that's near their head, right? Mm-hmm. So you fling that leg behind their head, and your, their tie, your tie is pushing into the back of their head while you're pulling really hard. Just that little thing of surprise factor—they freak out yeah. and they'll tap and shit. And they kind of make it a little tighter for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Just that little, little change, because you know you you already have the bow and arrow locked in. You're choking them with that. They're mm-hmm. you know they're they're sort of holding out a bit, but they're still being choked. You fling the other one in and the choke gets so fucking tight out of nowhere. They're like, oh, fuck. So that's what I like about the choke. I feel like it's brutal. 
out of nowhere. It's like from zero to 100, you're getting tapped out. Like, it's a good joke. I uh, see. Uh, I nearly in my first blue belt comp, my second fight, it was a uh, grappling industry. So you got four fights regardless if you won or lost. Mm-hmm. And uh, my second fight, I was fighting this dude and he put me in a bow and arrow. And he, uh, I was in it for a good solid minute and a half. And I nearly nearly went unconscious, but I managed to escape it. And nice. af- afterwards, the, a ref from another fucking match, mind you, because he kept peeking oh, over in the middle of the match and looking. He's like, is that going to go? Is that guy going to go to sleep? He said to me, I, like, I thought you were going to fucking pass out. That was fucking cool, bro. Like that nice, slight nod of approval. Like, No, nah, he actually yeah. came over and said that to me. He's like, dude, nice. Nice. <laughs> That's it. Um, what was uh, the first seminar you ever went to and what was taught at it, if you can remember? I've never been to a seminar. <gasps> I know. <gasps> I was a flight attendant for a year and a half. So anytime there was a good seminar around, nine times out of ten, I was not there for it. Mm. Oh, shit. That's a, that's a good point. See, uh, one thing I was wanted to bring up. See, I like going to other gyms, but I've only done it in Ireland. You've gone mm-hmm. all around the fucking place, all around the world. Yeah. Uh, uh, when did, what was the first gym you went to, like, internationally when you're with your job? The only gym I've ever been internationally was your gym. Shit, I thought you've been to a bunch of them. I've been all over the United States, not internationally. Uh, because the, the whenever I was... The gym was this guy's one, the best yep. one. Yep. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. Like, it was different teachings, and it was a really fun way of... I don't know, I just remember, like, one hand, try to pass the guard, both hands, no hands. I don't know, it was a very fun <laughs> Oh, experience. I fucking love that, and... Ladies and gentlemen, I fucking swept Rachel with no hands. Ha <laughs> ha! Take that. Ah, uh, you jerk. But I did get a nice guard recovery with no hands on you, so. <laughs> Don't be too <laughs> proud of yourself over there. Uh-huh. Now, we got to train together when she came over, and it was really good. So, huge honor for me. That's actually how we met, so. Huge honor. Huge honor for me. Like I said, my first international training, and it was a really good experience. And look, now I still have friends out of it. And I think that's been the coolest thing about jujitsu and traveling in my specific jujitsu experience is that I have been able to make friends all over the place because of jujitsu. Yeah, that's just one, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Fucking uniting factor between just anyone. Like, I've talked to people on, even my last guest, I've never fucking met her. And like, uh, just because we both do jujitsu and I thought she was interested. And so that's why she was on and all that stuff. You know, just good, good way to break the ice to someone. You do you strangle people for fun? So do I. Oh, my God. Do you like to practice murder, too? Oh, my God. Do you like wearing fucking weird ass pajamas with giant collars? So do, do I. Do you like to get way too close to your friends? Do you like putting people in North South for some reason? You fucking <laughs> Do you like to sit on somebody's head? Do you like saying no homo at the start of each round? Are you also covered entirely in bruises all over your body? Are you covered in scratches because that one guy didn't cut his fucking fingernails? Ugh. That guy and the smelly key guy are the worst. And there's one at every gym. You know what's the worst? When those two guys are one and the same when they're the same guy. <laughs> well, actually, that's kind of better because you don't have to avoid rolling with two people. You just have to avoid rolling with one. That's actually better. 
It's true, but then it's also like the big guy or like the guy you don't feel like you can talk to and be like, bro, bro. Oh, see, I'm gonna need uh, you to do that for yourself and for me. Uh, get this. This see, this is pretty funny. See, uh, I'd always help teach with the beginners and the kids, and I didn't mind teaching the kids. The kids were fine. Uh, you know, they were they were grand. But sometimes with the beginners, I fucking loathed it. I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to fucking do this today. But you know, see, what's it? Um, because as the assistant guy, I'd have to train with like if we had uneven numbers, I'd have to train with with one of the new people. I was like, okay, it's not the end of the world. But it would always be the guy who was late, a guy who was really fucking huge and tall, and he's fucking like um three hundred fucking pounds. So I'm like. Oh my god. This dude is using like, weight and strength on you and they're way too overzealous because they don't know how to move their body or breathe at this point in life. And you know what's the worst part? Since hmm. I wear a gi and we teach them a no gi, when we do do our little roles, they're always grabbing my gi and I I've uh, they're doing no gi. I'm like, "You motherfucking hell." See, that sounds like that's your fault though. Well, I'm te- I'm helping them teach so and I've and I'm wearing my gi for the next class, so. Mm. See, but, like, you can't expect the unexperienced to just not make a grip. Yeah, just fuck that shit. I, I just love, let me, let me complain, please. Okay, I'll let you rant. You're therapeutic bitch best. <laughs> That's a, do you, uh, to get back on topic, do you prefer a uh, top game or a bottom game? Bottom game. I've always really enjoyed playing guard and I feel like even though you evolve as time goes on like I feel like it's just something I'm always going to enjoy especially because of the body type that I have I'm tall and I have like long and kind of thicker legs so it just suits me better but I have been really enjoying passing and I feel like I do get more submissions from top game Hmm. see uh do you have any uh, YouTube channels about jiu-jitsu that you watch, or do you have, like, a favorite jiu-jitsu instructional? Hmm. I kind of, like, don't have a specific one. I think I just look online depending on whatever the situation might be. Like, if my friend pulled a move on me or if I can't do a specific move on them, I'll look it up. I know you like jiu-jitsu, and he comes up a lot whenever I find um, I'm looking at videos. He's always one of the first one that pops up. Mm. Chewy's the fucking man. He's the greatest YouTube channel about jiu-jitsu ever. Yeah, I like him. For sure. But I have to give a shout-out to my coach. He has some YouTube channels, and he has, like, the online training program, which I really enjoy as well. Mm. That's a a great resource, I imagine. Yeah, especially during quarantine. At least you have, like, some jiu-jitsu going on. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, guys, we've reached, um, we have some Instagram questions here. Hello. Hey, what's the question? Oh, sorry. I, I heard people talking to you. I'm like, is she, what's the deal? I thought someone was talking to you. Like, no, you're fine. You're fine. Sorry about that. I just heard people in the background. I'm like, okay, so um, the Instagram questions. Uh, this one's by MF underscore Ristiered. I don't know if you know them, but like, uh, uh, what's your advice for dealing with a much bigger and stronger opponent? Um, talk to them if they're using their strength or their body and it's becoming too much. 
also try to maintain a top position. That way you're not taking all of their weight and their strength. If you're put them in your guard, they're just going to use their elbows and your knees and dig, and they're going to try to smash past you. So if you can maintain a top position, it's better for you in the long run. Hmm. See, so, uh, what sort of this one's by N underscore Donnelly ninety eight. He always gives the best questions. Uh, what's uh your style of style of grappler? You uh, you guard player, passer. What's your sort of spiel? I like guard. I like closed guard and sweeps from there. I also end up uh, playing from half guard a lot too. Either passing from half guard or maintaining half guard. I think a lot of my favorite uh, submissions come from there. See, um, before the quarantine, how many times were you training a week? And did you have a strength and conditioning routine? And uh, do you prefer drilling or rolling? That's like a three-parter question. Um, I like drilling and rolling. I have a specific partner that I drill with a lot, and we always try to work on that. But I don't think you can really pick one over the other. They're very different. They're both very beneficial. And my training schedule always varied because my flight schedule would vary. I would try to do it at least three, four days a week. Or if I couldn't, I would try to double up classes on the days that I could go in. It just kind of depends. And then I would do the strength and conditioning classes at my gym. I prefer, they kind of break it up between like hit and weightlifting days. And I always try to go to the weightlifting days. I mm. uh, see. I fucking hate lifting weights. I just think it's really boring and monotonous just lifting an object as opposed to strangling someone. True, true. But I don't know. I like it. I think it helps. And the classes are run by Maggie Grandotti, Cyborg's fiance. So she's very good at making specific workouts to the jujitsu that we practice. So it's very beneficial, I think. Okay. Bit of a serious question now. Ooh. that's it um do you experience any inappropriate stuff as a female on the mats much by dan shrimpong bjj who was I also don't... a guest in this podcast once oh yeah i don't think i've ever experienced anything i have had one awkward moment might be too much but i had some dude get a boner once but he was very respectful about it oh lord hey what, ha- what happened what'd you say somebody put on music um uh, so this guy, he got a boner one time very early on in my jujitsu training, but he was very respectful and trying to maintain as much distance as you can when drilling closed guard positions. But I think generally men are rather respectful and they don't do anything inappropriate on the mats. Hmm. All right. What's uh, it? We have the last Instagram questions. Uh, uh, by Paul Hates Jitsu. He's a dude I fought like a year ago. Uh, what's it? Uh, is it insulting for a larger guy to not use any strength or any weight while rolling with a woman? I think you need to find a balance, and I think you need to kind of gauge how your partner is moving and acting. I hate when men will kind of sit there just like a lump and do nothing. Because then what can you even do whenever somebody's moving like that? You know, if they're not giving you anything, you can't practice jujitsu the way you need to. So I think if your partner is using strength, it's good to use a little bit, but I think you just kind of need to gauge it. Like you also get nothing out of using strength and just smashing your opponent. Like what is the bigger person going to get out of that? Yeah, you should use it when it's necessary. You know, like, you know, say you're in side control, then you have to keep them down. Just use a little bit so that you have a good pin. 
but like don't be rolling with them like they're a child and just use no strength at all like exactly i find it more insulting when they just sit there and they're like you're gonna pass my guard and i'm like are you gonna even try to maintain a guard no yeah they're just gonna sit there and look at you and like i find that more insulting than somebody who uses way too much more strength yeah i just think that's I think that's more disrespectful as well. It is. It's like they don't even want to be there, so they're not going to participate at all. And then you're kind of like, well, why? Fine, I'm just going to choke the shit out of you then. If you're not even going to defend yourself, then I'm just going to go and use my strength. Yeah. See, I think that's one of the fucking most uh, disrespectful things you can do is just uh, show up to training and not even be fucking motivated to put in effort. Hey, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> is, it a, is it someone's birthday or something? It is, it is. <laughs> God damn. I have to grab a charger. I apologize. Again, like we discussed earlier, I'm a bit of a hot mess. A bit? Only a bit? Only a bit. I think it's getting more evident as time goes on. Mm. So, like, as I was saying there before people start singing happy birthday in the background. <laughs> uh, see, I think that's, like, a really disrespectful thing to do. Like, just showing up to training and not even putting it forward to fucking efforts and just half arson. Like, if that's the case, just don't even fucking show up if you're not going to put in any effort. Just exactly, exactly. Or, like, the person who comes in and they're, like, full of excuses and they're, like, I don't want it because of this or that. Like, yeah, everybody's going to hurt. Everybody's going to have a day where they just kind of want to take it light. But if you're always going to make excuses, then you shouldn't have even come because you need a partner to train jujitsu. And if you're not giving your partner what they need, then it's disrespectful, you know? Oh, oh, oh something a bit really funny, a bit spicy, so... Uh, this one fucking dude like uh we're, it was at an open mat so i just you know, i give him the nod that means you want to roll this is in between rounds he's like oh no mm-hmm. andrew I, I don't want to roll with you you're too easy and i'm thinking i've been a blue wow. belt for a year you've been a blue belt for three weeks and i'm too fucking easy i'm like okay whatever so i end up rolling with him anyway because coach said andrew over him i'm like okay fine so i submit him three fucking times and like and there was two minutes left on the timer, and then he gave up. He wouldn't continue rolling. So, who was too easy now? Yeah, exactly. See, that's when people let their ego get the best of them, and they think they're, like, too good to roll with certain people. You're not. You Either know. you can learn something from them, or you can teach them, which also helps you learn. I, you know, I just... I just fucking love love doing that. I enjoyed every second of that roll. You want to be disrespectful? Okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Alrighty. So, guys, we've reached a segment of the podcast I like to call a round of specifics. It's just a bunch of random questions, some about jiu-jitsu, some nothing about jiu-jitsu. So, Rach, do you want to do a round of specifics? Of course. Let's go for it. Sure thing. Um, what was your favorite TV show growing up? Like, as a kid? I really yeah. liked the Rugrats when I was, like, little, little. I think that was probably my favorite. Did you ever see the Rugrats movie? Of course. The one where they go to Paris or the one where they're like lost in the woods? The first one, the one where they're lost in the woods. Where of course. It's a that classic. Was, that was a fucking good episode. That was a good episode. Good. That was a good movie, in my opinion. I think so. I wonder if it's on Netflix. 
Uh, I, I wouldn't count on it. I think it's better off not knowing. See, so, uh, what was uh, your first video game console and what was your favorite game on it? I had a Super Nintendo and I really liked Donkey Kong, even though I could never get past the water level. I think it was level three. I was sad to have my brother beat it for me. No, see, I think water levels in video games are just shit in general. Like, if you've ever played The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, people know what I'm on about. It's just shite. <laughs> just shite. Yeah, shite. That's the Irish version of shit. Except it's, it's like a worse version of shit. Like spicier shit. Uh, it's like, uh, it's not like bullshit. It's, it, uh, here we are again with the Irish colloquialisms, like the last episode. <laughs> bullshit. Just, just uh, we wouldn't say bullshit. We'd say like uh, cowshite, you know, but, cow? for like, but for like instances, like if you're just saying, oh yeah, look, there's a bit of cowshite on the road. But like for, just for bullshit, we'd say bullshit. You're like you're talking bullshit. We wouldn't like, or you're talking rope. Talking rope? Never heard of that. Ah, man, you're talking rope there. That one's a bit rare, even in Ireland, but I, I like that one. Or I'm going to have to take the thing here. Or a good one is uh, you're chatting shit. Chatting shit? Shooting the shit. Chatting shit. Chatting the shit. Mm, we no, would say shooting the shit here. It's just uh, chatting shit, not chatting the Chat- shit. Oh, chatting shit. Yeah. If someone's, you know, talking bullshit just chatting shit it all just kind of revolves and circles back around to bullshit yeah exactly bullshit is the do you ever hear that book uh what's it on bullshit it's just a philosophical pining of what's bullshit and like uh why people would construe poorly made goods as bullshit as bullshit isn't made it's merely produced no <laughs> it's like a, a super serious philosophical book like there's no yeah. jokes or anything it's just on bullshit it's like oh, one of the most salient matters of our society is the ability to identify and call our bullshit <laughs> I need to add that to my repertoire of books uh, see, um, a bit of a dry read though I got one of my it's a tiny book it's like a little tiny booklet sort of thing but it is a book proper and uh, I, I gave it to one of my friends and I wrote inside the, the first page to uh, your name, truly. And then I gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, good friend. Yeah, really good friend. He deserved it. He's, he's an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, who is the most famous person you've rolled with besides your coach, Cyborg? He doesn't count because that's, that's just an easy answer. <laughs> what about his fiance? Does that count? No. Hmm. And I don't know about famous. Um, probably, probably one of the brown belts from my gym, Roosevelt. He, like I said, uh, he's one of the top brown belts in the world right now. So getting to roll with him is pretty cool. Oh, see, uh, you won't believe this. I got, you know, uh, did you ever hear of Felipe Andrew? Yes. Yeah, Mr. Number One Black Belt in the World. I got to roll with him one time. What? How was that? Did he smash uh, you? He flying triangled me, and he's like 20 kg heavier than I am. Nice. See, uh, it was a nogi sort of seminar, and I, I was going up for a seminar later that week anyway, yeah. so I just went up early to go to that one at a different gym. And um, he was rolling with everyone, 
and he was rolling at me and I sort of, he lets me get into a single leg and then he just jumps up and slaps on a triangle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> uh, that was, that was fun. You posted it? You posted it? Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. So, um, what's it? Um, here's one question. Uh, what's the most embarrassing injury you ever got, whether it be jiu-jitsu injury or non-jiu-jitsu injury? Um, I broke my tailbone. How'd you break your tailbone? Going into a lazy river. Is that like something at a water park or something? Yes. Not even a pool. Just going into like a slow-moving water. I fell and broke my butt. <laughs> no more butt scooting for you. Maybe I should stay on my butt so I don't get knocked down and break it. <laughs> uh, Do you ever notice the and symbol looks like someone scooting on their butt? It does, it does. Or like a dog scooting on their butt. No, it doesn't have a tail. It looks like a human, like, in butterfly guard scooting on their butt. <laughs> that's just the universal symbol for butterfly guard. From now on, that's going to be a thing. <laughs> just you watch. Uh, what's it? Um, if you could ban any competi- uh, guard from competition, what would it be and why? Ooh. I wouldn't even know. I like guards, so I like the opportunity to play all of them. Ooh, was that like stupid ass one, Donkey Guard? Yeah, don- that was the last uh, one as well. Fuck, people hate Donkey Guard. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan either. I think it's a bit silly. It doesn't seem useful or beneficial I, either. I've seen uh, some cool ass counters to it, like Christian Woodman see uh, sort of jumped upside down and got uh, mounted him upside down and rolled over and got mounted. Oh, yeah? That was a good counter. And then, uh, okay, uh, what's this? What's, uh, bef- when this quarantine and shit is done, what's your next ho- holiday destination? Next place you want to go for a trip? I was supposed to go to Paris in September, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to redo that anytime soon. Uh, Paris? Why don't you come over to Ireland and roll at me again? Fucking hell. Because I'm going with my mom. It's always been her dream, so. Well, Ireland is cheaper than Paris, I'm just saying. Plus, plus the people are less pretentious, in my opinion. That's true. That's very true. Uh, so, maybe yeah. one day, maybe one day, but I got to go with her first. I <laughs> uh, see. So, uh, do you prefer training in the morning or the evening? I like to train in the morning, but evening is more conducive to my schedule. Plus, there's more classes in the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a nickname or a fight name or anything in your gym? Not really. People just call me Rach or Ray. What about Ray Ray? I think that's just special for you. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm the only person who calls you Ray Ray. That's a huge yes. honor for me. A huge <laughs> honor. It's all about honors today. Okay. Uh, do you prefer, uh, prefer cats or dogs? Cats. Cats for sure. Uh, any particular dogs just have why? a big energy that, like, I don't know. It's exhausting. The in-your-face. Oh, the constant jumping, the licking. I like a little bit of love, and then they go away and leave me alone. Oh, no. I like having uh, the unconditional love of the dags. You know, because, you know, I just fucking see my neighbor's dogs. I don't know why. His ears are so fucking soft, so I just love rubbing <laughs> the dog's ears. That's true. But kitties are soft, too. 
Uh, see, my neighbour also has cats, but they only let me rub them when I'm up there at three in the morning getting fucked up drunk with them. That's what <laughs> they don't want anything to do with What, the cats love getting drunk and just laying around? Yeah, that's their energy. Uh, well, I picked up a cat for the first time last night. Seriously? That's your no, first time? I never picked up cats because, you know, I just... I'm a dog person. I'm I'm good with like I'm just good with dogs in general. Like I see a dog, I'll have that dog rubbing and shit, uh, thinking I'm his best friend in like two minutes, hands down, no question. But with cats, I have like no skills with them at all. So you have dog energy too, then? Yeah. You didn't notice that we're rolling with me? Oh no, dog, I know. The mad dog style of rolling. I could tell, and you're also very friendly, like one as well. Uh, I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult, like, like uh, if you're calling me a dog, if you're calling me friendly. <laughs> we'll just leave it on the table as it is. It's okay. All right. I, I, see where, I see where we stand. <laughs> that's it. Uh, do you have a favorite junk food? Favorite junk food? Mmm. Ice cream, maybe? Oh, man. Ice cream is the greatest invention in human history. It's the best. Specifically if it has peanut butter in it. Mm, uh, I'm not big in peanut butter and ice cream, but I got uh, I got this new one lately. It's just like pure like cookie ice cream. It's Ooh. like the texture and feeling of a cookie, but it's ice cream form plus crushing Oreos on top of it. It's no wonder I've gained weight in the quarantine. Where do you get it? Oh no, see, I just got the cookie ice cream in a random store, and I crush Oreos myself over it. It's like the marble slab of homemade ice cream. Mm-hmm. And it's cheap ice cream. It's not like this fucking Haagen-Dazs or Ben and Jerry's overpriced bullshit. It's just seven dollars for a pint. Like fuck off. I wouldn't pay seven dollars for a pint of Guinness. Because <laughs> I don't drink Guinness. I don't like Guinness either. It's too dark, too thick. It's so overrated. Like, it good, but, like, you can't drink it. Uh, you know. Oh, do you want to hear something uh, kind of interesting? You know uh, the Guinness Brewery in uh, Dublin, right? Yeah. Your man who uh, signed the lease for it, Arthur Guinness, do you know how long he signed the lease for? I think it's either like a really long, ridiculous number or a really short, ridiculous number. 9,000 years. Seriously. That seems illegal. Okay. Yeah, guys, sorry about that. We had some, we had just a cut out there, but uh, we're back. All the, all the, all the, all the, so, just to continue with the specifics as we were. So, Rach, what was your last Halloween costume? And on a scale to 1 to 10, how ridiculous was it? Oh, my gosh, my last one. So I didn't do anything this past year, but I think the year before that, I did – I was a voodoo doll. And I, um, I like, made this tutu, and I made, like, all these little needles that would be sticking in my chest and out of my hair, and I, like, did the blood and everything. It looked cool. That was probably the best one. That sounds pretty fucking cool and imaginative in, my, in in all fairness. I actually get like really into Halloween and I like to make the costumes and like I don't want to do sp- store bought. I want to do the makeup or I want to make something. Mm. See, uh, about a year and a bit ago, it wasn't this one just gone. Like I was going to go as the Joker before. That was before the whole movie was kicking off and all that stuff. Uh, but I was working that day, and I was working the next day, so I, I, I just couldn't be fucked going out drinking or just going out at all. That <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't care. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Live your life. 
Well, it was 12-hour shifts, so I didn't want to be hungover in the 12-hour day. That's what they make Red Bull for. What the what? That's what they make Red Bull for. Oh, Red Bull can fuck off. I hate it. <laughs> it's strawberry-encrusted piss. Ew. Okay, so exactly. you're more of a monster guy then? I My name isn't Kyle, and I don't punch drywall, so no, I don't like monsters. <laughs> Well, come to Miami. We'll get you some uh, coladas. What, get some strong coladas? Cuban coffee. No, it's like a really strong Cuban coffee with a lot of sugar in it. It's like liquid crack. Ooh, liquid yeah, crack. Yeah, it's good. Liquid crack. Nice. That'd be uh, first tried new type of crack I've tried. It's the newest, latest one. Sure, you know what they say about the Irish. We're up for the crack. <laughs> in all three senses of the word. All three senses? What are the other senses? Well, there's crack, which is just like um, we're up for the fun, the good time, the C-R-A-I-C, that's how it's spelled. We're up for the crack, which is the drug crack, and we're up for the crack, which is, you know, pretty obvious. I had never heard that before. I'm learning all sorts of little colloquialisms today. (laughs) Well, I'm nothing if not educational. Educational. Thank you for your wise tutoring. Got a little uh, learning in ya. Uh, I, I know I know fucking book smarts. You know things and stuffs and whatnots. I know a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do you speak any other languages? I wish I know a little bit of Spanish, and I'm trying to learn a little Portuguese, but it's oh, not yeah. good. Sure. If it makes you feel any better, I can't even fucking speak Irish. <laughs> so what have you been teaching me then? Well, how to speak English Irish. English Irish. Irish English, sorry. Because Irish is better, so Irish goes first. You don't know the actual Irish language, though? Well, to be fair, it's not like... It's mandatory in schools for a while, but it's taught very badly. And, like, let's say about... 30% of people in Ireland are fluent in Irish, and it, at that, they, they speak English as well, so there's not mm-hmm. really any point. Like, I love my country and all, but it's a fucking dead language, let's just be honest. Mm. There's, like, no point in learning it. That's unfortunate, but... It's just the way it is. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. It's same with, like, uh, when the Portuguese went to Brazil, and, like, Portuguese became just the main language over there. Yeah, yeah. But they, but uh, the Portuguese didn't go uh, treating the, treating the Brazilians like shit for four hundred years. Plus. True, true. But uh, that's a rant for another day. <laughs> a history lesson on top of a language lesson. Yeah, look, all you need to know is that we ain't too fond of the English, most of us. Yeah, still to this day. Uh, most people are. I don't mind. Really? I don't care if you're English or whatever. Like, I used to really hate the fucking English when I was younger. <laughs> I used to hate them so much. I was like uh, a racist, but against English. <laughs> See, that's why you get along with the Americans. Uh, what, because the English hate you as well? And they're like, yeah, well, we're, we fucking hate you guys too. Fuck you. Fuck you and your tea. We gonna drink some coffee. Yo, man, we'll write a fucking declaration to fuck you guys with. Fuck you. <laughs> Is that your southern accent? Yeah, it is. What of it, man? Carol fucking Baskins. Carol fucking Baskins. 
Uh, do you ever hear the expression, you're cruising for a bruising? Of course. Well, you're asking for a basket. <laughs> I, I said that in the last episode. I won't say it again, but I couldn't help myself. It's a thing now. It just is. At least you're not going to use her saying. Oh, don't you dare say it, don't you? If you say oh, that, I fucking say it, I'm going to kick you off this fucking podcast. <laughs> footage. I don't care that like an hour of my life will go down the drain. I hate that fucking saying. And they're going to be like, why would you bring this girl on here? No, I'm just kidding. You can say it. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to leave it to the imagination because I feel like it's in everybody's heads currently anyway. Uh, it's just like um, one of those things like people put a picture up and it's like, you can hear this picture. It's like yes. a picture of Bernardo Faria and it's like, you can you hear this picture. You know what he what it's like. You know exactly. You can hear it. You can smell it. You join up for me. <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. like anytime you see a photo of Cardi B now, you can't help but just hear her saying coronavirus. Ugh. Is, um, they're all, I'm trying to think. I was going to say I fucking hate Cardi B, but I'm trying to think. Is she the fucking uh, one I hate because they're like a dime a dozen, you know? <laughs> they're all the fucking same. One like, of the female rappers. What's the difference between her and Nicki Minaj? I honestly don't know. And I don't really give a shit either. Uh, about the same. Okay. Uh, sure. Not much of a difference. <laughs> I'll start giving a shit when they do jujitsu, like Demi Lovato. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. I never knew. I never knew how many celebrities actually do jujitsu. But here's the thing about some of them. Some of them don't actually like do jujitsu like they do it for like um i was gonna say for fun but everyone does it for fun but like they do it but they don't spar because they're too precious to get injured because they're celebrities they just go and do privates instead of actually taking class and like a recent example was ashton kutcher versus craig jones i know craig jones is a is like a fucking world-class jiu-jitsu competitor and he's a phenomenal fucking black belt but he was with playing with Ashton with the kitty gloves on and oh my god Ashton moved like a four stripe white belt at best really but he's and a blue he's, belt now right no Ashton Kutcher is a brown belt what since when exactly. yeah under fucking Higgin Machado I think wow I thought he was a blue belt Mm, I, I only found out he's a brown belt recently I knew he was a purple belt but like these celebrities they don't compete like I can kind of understand that because, like, it's, you know, they could get, get fucked up. Someone could say, man, I kicked Ashton Kutcher's ass in competition. <laughs> I can understand that. But, like, if you're going to do it, do the whole hog. Otherwise, do something lame like karate, which is fake bullshit. <laughs> if you want to do jiu-jitsu, you got to live the lifestyle. So, fuck. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. Actually, go to class, do the warm-ups, do the rolls. At least, like they should do it like maybe once a week or so I don't know how much they train but I really feel like it's probably a lot of just like one-on-one with the professor private if they're so precious just have celebrity only class just have all the celebrities do jujitsu but only have them train with each other if they are so precious how would that even work though all right guys we're all just gonna fly out to LA we're having class today I don't know. Hollywood has a lot of celebrities, and I imagine it has a lot of jiu-jitsu academies, so, you know. True, true. Think about that for a moment. (laughs) Okay, uh, what's it? What's this question? Uh, Fucking, are there any other martial arts you're interested in besides jiu-jitsu? 
I've been doing some judo, mostly to benefit my jujitsu, but I think it's just judo and jujitsu, really. That's oh, right. God damn, nearly got sick there. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. I feel like shit. But like, uh, yeah. Uh, see, I'm a, I like, I, I appreciate judo, and that's since I suck at wrestling. I'm thinking eh, maybe I'm a, I'll be good at judo, holding out hope. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's really fun, and when you get somebody who throws you and knows what they're doing it doesn't even hurt like you just like arc up like feet overhead beautifully hit the ground it sounds brutal but it doesn't hurt at all it's fun mm. uh, it's always a good time to go flying yeah always it's always nice having an unexpected trip oh my god <laughs> getting a different perspective mm. see um what's it uh, what's your favorite historical period? Like, say you had a time machine, where's the first place you'd go? Hmm. Maybe the 70s. I bet that would have been a really cool era to be a part of. Mm. You just want to get high and hang out with all the Mansons and all them? Not the Mansons, no. Go to, like, well, like Woodstock. You, you yeah. Nah. But no, I think it'd be fun. Like the time of like music and like revolution and liberation would be really cool. Hmm. Ah, well, each their own. Uh, what's it? Do you have a favorite music genre? Uh, I don't know if I have a specific favorite. I kind of joke that I listen to a lot of songs that sound like white men with long hair drinking IPAs. <laughs> it paints a pretty, like a pretty specific picture. I think like yeah. Lumineers. <laughs> do you have a favorite song to roll to i don't have a favorite song but that's an actually like an interesting concept i need to i like roll with music sometimes but i think it's just whatever they put on in the gym so it's like brazilian rap it's mm. never something i would put on as long as it's not halleck gracie's g and the g because that song is fucking lame never heard of it gotta check it out now uh, let me just let me just give you the cliff notes. Like, ah, Gina Gee, Gina Gee. It's fucking lame. <laughs> oh god, I cringe watching that. I'm like, dude, oh, bruh. It sounds terrible, but like something you just have to endure and experience just to say you did it. Just once, never. Just again. once, yes. Never again. What's it? Fucking. Do you have a favorite philosophical quote? I don't know if it's necessarily philosophical, but I have a quote. It's a tattoo down my back, and it's from Vincent van Gogh. And it says, um, be clearly aware of the stars and infinity on high. Then life seems almost enchanted after all. So Aww. that's probably my favorite quote. Mm. Uh, well, take it to, you, you should listen to the man who cut off his ear. Yeah. Since he, he was that. wise. He had a lot he of... <laughs> he was such a good listener that he had to give it to somebody else yeah it was real thoughtful <laughs> so yeah what's it um is there a movie you like but everyone else hates or vice versa uh i'm actually the worst when it comes to movies i've seen like no movies and it pisses people off like, what? I've never seen Star Wars. What? I've never seen, like, The Hobbits or what? anything like that. I know, see? And, like, I can't even think of a list. But there's, if you name a movie, I probably have not seen it. And it's infuriating to most people. 
Have you seen Fight Club? Yes, that is the one. I've read every book by the author. He's probably one of my favorite authors. Well, we're not supposed to talk about it, so... You're the one that brought it up. Well, you're the one who continued to bring it up. I was speaking about books. You keep talking about it. Or do I? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> okay. Um, so let's just say um, when you die, you have to convince St. Peter to let you into heaven. So what do you say, Tim? And keep in mind, you just have to get past the gates because once you're in, they can't kick you out. So if you want to like trick him or fool him or whatever, that's all on the table. It's all good. I would probably say that I spent at least a decade of my life thus far working in customer service. I have seen every type of human being that you can see and have had to kiss a lot of ass and appease a lot of people. I think I deserve to go to heaven after all the dirt, <laughs> everything I've endured. Oh, I see customers and shit. What is the worst? I know this is like probably a loaded question, but what has been the worst interaction you've had with a customer? Oh, God. So many. Um, I've been cussed out. Okay, I have a bad story. So I was working in a restaurant, and this woman was just berating me because I left onions off of her salad. So I go back to the kitchen to well, you get onions for her salad. I know. What a horrible, horrible person am I. Yeah. So I go back to get the onions, and I cut my fingertip off. So my, yeah, cutting her onions for her salad, and like I was already like upset and like really busy. And my coworker was like, it's going to be a minute. Your server will be with you. She explained what happened. And then this woman is threatening to sue me because like, she's like, she's contaminating my food. Keep in mind, she never got the onions because I'm in the back, like getting first aid. Just like things like that. Like people like, they don't care. They don't care that you're hurt or anything. Like it's your fault. And you will suffer. Uh, that's the sort of thing I can't fucking stand. Like, you can tell how a person really is when how they treat someone they don't have to be nice to. You know, because they don't have to be nice to, like, people doing their food. But, you know, it's just yeah. a good idea in general. Because if you're not a piece of shit, like, just looking down on people for no apparent fucking reason. Like, fuck that shit. Especially, I think, with, like, quarantine going on, like, like, you go out to restaurants and you see just these massive lines of people trying to pick up food and everybody's just, like, acting like they've never been in public before and yelling at the wait staff. And I'm like, they're so stressed and they're understaffed and they're trying their best in this weird situation. And I feel like the rules are constantly changing. Are we opening? Are we not opening? How many people can you have? What are, like, the limitations for your job now? And people just... You would think in a time like this that people would act more humanitarian, but they don't. Like, pe people have been acting more fucking stupid lately, I've noticed. See, uh, occasionally I do leave the house, like, not much, but, like, we go out driving to the fucking shop, and then, like, uh, people be acting like retards when they're in the fucking car, like, doing crazy, driving like maniacs. I'm like, yeah. This would be the best time to have your fucking wits about you, as opposed to acting like a fucking shithead. I think a lot of people have never had their wits about them, so you uh, can't you know, expect them to change if they've never had it. See, uh, here's called uh, stupidity Venn diagram, I call it. Most people are stupid, and most people don't do jiu-jitsu, so mm, there's, your reason, <laughs> there's, uh, there's your Venn diagram. Coincidence? Doesn't teach them patience 
means or perseverance. So what do they have going for them? Or uh, humility. That's a good one. Yeah, that's that's a lacking trait in most. Yeah, I just fucking hate arrogant pricks so much. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Yes. Can uh, you do... Oh, 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 here's a good one. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Here's a bit of a moral question. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Would you, ra- <laughs> would, you <laughs> would you rather cure cancer or solve world hunger? That's a really tough one. Exactly. I think cure cancer maybe because I feel like with the science that could come from that, there's a possibility to cure other illnesses. I was trying to mm. debate on who would help more people in which scenario. Mm. But I guess maybe if you're talking about all the types of cancer and then if you have the ability to kind of take that information or whatever uh, medication or cure you come up with and apply it to something else, maybe that would be beneficial. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I get you. So can you do any impressions? Oh, no. <laughs> I I'm the worst at accents and impressions. I could do a Valley Girl, like a California Girl, pretty well, like so the Frank Zappa song. you act like yourself anyway. You just act like yourself then. We don't all sound the same in America. All right, let's let's <laughs> let's hear the Valley Girl impression. It is it's nowhere as good as my Valley Girl impression though. Let's just let's just see. All let's right, you see. first. You first. Okay, uh, like give me a phrase to say, and I'll say it like a Cali Girl. Like oh my god. Like oh my god. <laughs> See, Jeffrey, like notice. oh my god like totally like totes oh my god like oh my, god. oh my god all right after this you're gonna have to listen to the frank zappa song <laughs> i will uh did you ever notice like all those fucking valley girls say is oh my god to like uh like, to cover a whole general topic of emotion like they just say it in a different inflection like Say they're happy. Oh my god. Oh, oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I think the word like is 90% of their vocabulary. Like, it's like, 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 like this on YouTube. Oh my god. Totes my god. Like, I'm gonna go like on this podcast and like, I'm really like excited about it. Like, I do jujitsu and like on this podcast about jujitsu. Like, oh my god. Just like that. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh let's see in your expert opinion do you think you could pull off a handlebar mustache <laughs> me personally pull off a handlebar mustache of course <laughs> I'll vote i would look on- fabulous <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't want to say that's a load of i want to braid it though like how long can i grow it as long as you fucking want. As long as I want? Okay. I think I would look beautiful and I would French braid it. <laughs> Maybe uh, even put beads in it. I imagine you'd come into some uh, hassle when you wanted to compete. Like, uh, will we let this girl with a mustache tr- compete? How do we know it is, it is, it is, it is even a girl? It is a girl. <laughs> they, they can't ask. I have, they have to let me. I don't know. Guess we'll see. The number one thing on your bucket list. I would love to go to 
all of the continents. I think that's probably my number one right now. I have a lot of travel goals and things that I want to do, but I think if I could hit every continent, I'd be happy. Mm. Uh, do you have a favorite joke, whether it be like a corny joke, a shit joke, or just do you have a favorite joke? Uh, I don't think so. I would, I'm fond of the dad jokes, though, but I don't really have any good ones myself. Oh, come on. Do you not remember one? Uh, not off the top of my head. I'm lame. God. Okay, I got a bit of a dirty joke here. Yes. Okay. So, people who don't want to hear a dirty joke, uh, go away. <laughs> so, go all right. Away. I'm trying to think of a dirty joke. Okay. Uh, well, this one isn't necessarily dirty. Okay. Um, three women escape from jail, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the women has uh, black hair, one of them has red hair, and one of them has uh, blonde hair. So there's, they've escaped from prison, they're in the countryside, they see a barn, they go hide in the barn because it starts raining, and uh, the fucking cops pull up looking for them because they've escaped and shit, and they're all like, ah, oh, there's three sacks on the floor, so they each hide in, hide in one. So the cops go in, and they're like, oh man, there's nothing in there except three sacks. He's like, I guess I'll just kick the sack and see if it's them. So he kicks the sack with the with the fucking black-haired chick in it. She says, meow. He's like, oh, it's just a cat. He kicks the sack with the brown-haired chick in it, and she's like, rough, rough. He's like, oh, it's just a dog. Then he kicks the sack with the fucking blonde woman in it, and she says, potatoes. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a dirty joke. It's a dumb blonde joke. No, I was trying to think of a dirty joke, but that's the first one that could come to my mind. I was like, I'll just do tell that one. Do you I like believe? it. <laughs> you like it? You're only saying that because you're not blonde and it's not poking fun at you. That's true. That's true. Maybe when you dye your hair blonde, you'll get uh, offended by it. Who knows? I don't know. I think the chemicals would have an effect. It just appeased me. <laughs> I see. Get this. Uh, do you remember when I had hair? When you had hair, yes. Before you went through like all the phases shaving it off yeah i had a mohawk in between before i shaved it off fully but like oh, <laughs> uh, your equivalent of a girl getting bangs <laughs> that's not that's not the same thing go out of you but like uh see the color of my hair it wasn't actually brown it was dirty blonde dirty blonde so are you offended by your own joke no I just, that's just an interesting tidbit because I used to have proper blonde hair when I was a kid, but then it just got darker Aww. and darker. You were a little blonde baby. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but dirty blonde. I love saying that because it would piss the mother off so much. She's like, it's like faded blonde. You're like, no, it's dirty blonde. Dirty blonde. Yeah, I love saying that. She's See, like, uh, no, not my baby. <laughs> uh, do you believe in aliens? I believe there's something out there, yeah. I don't know exactly what, but there's something. There has to be. Do you, uh, do you think there's any in Area 51? Mm, maybe. I think so. Hmm. I, I don't think quite buy the Area 51 thing. I'm not, uh, I don't buy that shit. I'm not into that one. But uh, You wouldn't you have know. stormed it? Ah, uh, you know, it was that was very underwhelming. That whole storming thing—that was bullshit. It was. That was underwhelming. There's a lot of uh, hype. The internet just went wild for a while. It's all hype. 
if you became president of Earth, what's the first thing you do? President of Earth. I think I would still go back to that six feet rule. Quite fond of that. Stay six feet away from everybody. Don't get near me. Sad. Give me my space when I'm in line at the grocery store. Uh, here's the thing. You'd have armed guards surrounding you at a six-foot radius, so no one could actually get near you. That's true. So maybe I could say ten feet. Everybody yeah. stay away from me. Or you could just have them all stay close to you with spears so they have an even bigger radius. An even bigger radius. Even bigger radius. I like that. Never come near me ever again. Because <laughs> spears are like six feet long. Let's see. Uh, Je what's the most valuable relationship advice you have? One more. The most valuable relationship advice I have. Um, I think just the cliche of communication. I think it's really important to just kind of really listen to your partner and be honest with them about your feelings. But let them be their own person too, you know? Mm. Like I think people get too attached and you want to spend all your time together with them constantly. But like, they need their own relationships. They need their friends, their family, and mm. yeah. If there's one thing I've learned in like uh, this isn't just a relationship thing, but like uh, spending every waking moment with someone is a good way to have them drive you fucking crazy. It's true. It's true. Like like I said, you need like your friendships. You need your own hobbies. Like you can't be with them all the time. You're just gonna like all your little quirks are just gonna annoy the shit out of each other. Yes. Exactly. They're not endearing anymore. Mm. It's, you'll have like a major psychotic fucking grievance with them. Yeah, it, it can happen. It's just too much togetherness. Too much of a good thing could be a bad thing. Mm. Too much crack is a bit bad. Too much of anything can be a bad thing. Mm. Let's see. Uh, what's it? Would you rather have super strength or super speed? Mm, super strength. Uh, if you could teleport anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Uh, I would teleport into the middle of the most expensive bank. The one with the most money. And I would take <laughs> oh. all that money with me. <laughs> would you wear a disguise while pulling off this heist? Uh, maybe I'll wear a mask. Hmm. Uh, see, would you, uh, would you not dress up as the voodoo doll again? No, no, because it was still very evident that it's me. I would, would just wear, like, a mask, teleport, steal all the money, and then leave. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my lender's mask to... My welder's mask as a lend. You don't need that for when you go food shopping? Uh, nah, I'll manage. It'll be fine. I'll be <laughs> With all the money that I steal. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I need it tomorrow. I'm going to the hardware shop tomorrow, so could you speed up that a bit? <laughs> yeah, well... Well, I picked strength, not speed, so I don't know what I can do for you there. Uh, you could lift up the vault after teleporting and then teleport back while holding the vault with your super strength. All right, all right. And then I'll buy you a new Walder's mask. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, do you have a favorite serial killer? Um, I like the whole Ted Bundy story, I guess. Like, he was, like, very... People didn't, like, expect it was him. You know, they're just that kind of, like, intelligent, handsome. Like, he flew under the radar for a while. I think, like, you can't really say your favorite killer, but, like, I think he's the most intriguing. 
My favorite one is uh, the Zodiac Killer. Because he never oh, got yeah. caught. He never got caught like a fucking G. It'd still be Roman. Uh, no, it was like fucking 60 years ago. Passed it down. Like, they're generations, though. Like, maybe he had a kid and then, like, the kid. I seriously doubt that that's how it works. Maybe. No, he, like, taught him everything he knew. Who knows? Uh, who fucking knows? That seems like a really good way to get caught, teaching your kid how to serial kill eyes. <laughs> he probably would have killed the kid. Yeah, maybe. Uh, do you have any phobias? I really don't like deep water. Like, the idea of, like, going out on a boat and then just, like, getting out in the water, that really freaks me out. Not a fan? Like any, No, like, anything that could swim up and touch me, like, ooh, I don't know. You're not big into swimming with the dolphins or sleeping no. with the fishes? Mm-mm. Like, uh, I'll go stand in, like, a shallow pool, but, like, don't make me go in the deep water. What's under there? How deep is it? It's just unnerving. No, thank you. Yo, we got these weird fucking things off the coast of Ireland called basking sharks. They are really weird looking. Really? I'll send you a picture of one. I can't even describe what it looks like. It's so fucking weird. But I like, just have the image of like a catfish in my head mixed with a shark. Mm. <sighs> I don't know what to say to that, but these things Weirder are than that. ridiculous looking. That's all I'm going to say. Alright, um, we have to research. <laughs> That's it. Uh, is there any movie card that you would pick? Like, uh, And keep in mind, if it has a function in the movie, it can do it when you have it. Say the car can shoot rockets. You, you're, when you have the car, it can shoot rockets. I think I just picked the Batman Mobile. I feel like there's a lot of cool gadgets. The Batman Mobile? What's yeah. the Batman Mobile? The, Bat- the Batmobile. Which one? I'll just fuck it. Which one would you pick? Which Batmobile? Yeah. Uh... Probably the most modern one. That one's got the coolest shit, I'm sure. Mm, the one from Batman vs. Superman? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the, the Tumblr from the, the Dark Knight and Batman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one was cool. That was cool. It's just a bat tank. Let's see. Very uh, versatile. What would, <laughs> what would uh, you describe as your weirdest quirk? I have really weird hiccups. I hiccup like once or twice and then they go away and then two hours later I hiccup again and then they'll go away and then I'll hiccup again later, like three hours later. All day, every day, I have no idea why. <laughs> That's it. Um, have you ever been on a really, really terrible date? I haven't been on anything that's really terrible, but the one that comes to mind was I met this guy and he said, huzzah. At least 30 times. What? Like, huzzah! You want to go get coffee? Huzzah! Huzzay! I was like, how do you even respond to that? <laughs> like, it wasn't bad, but it, it was just, it was strange, to say the least. Uh, well, I've never had any terrible dates because I never get past the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I see. What's it? Uh, what was your least favorite subject in school? Math. Still hate oh, math. Don't make I me do math. Fucking despise it. Fucking I can write a paper, no problem. But anything with numbers, just I don't understand it at all. It's fucking bullshit. It is. Like I can do the basics, but I don't know geometry, trigonometry, anything like why the one they put the alphabet in math? Like it, it just doesn't make sense. Hmm. 
Oh my god, I can do the basics. Oh my god. Basic bitch. <laughs> uh, what would you say is your spirit animal? Maybe a cat. Wants to sleep all day, wants to be loved when they want, but indifferent to most things. Well, whatever you say, you pussy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a spirit animal. I don't take offense. I don't know what I'm about. <laughs> uh, who inspires you the most would it just be their work ethic or the mentality I'm going to be cliche again and say my mom my mom has two master's degrees and is going for her PhD like she's a very smart woman and she raised me and my brother by herself always worked like she's very hard working hmm. oh, that's pretty good see ya uh... What would you say is the most important lesson you've learned in all your years doing jiu-jitsu? Don't take it too seriously. Like, I think people go into competitions like, I'm going to crush it. And just, like, people have these big egos and they, like, get offended when people correct them or anything. Like, it's supposed to be fun. Like, I don't want to go if I'm not having fun. That's the whole reason I do it is because I enjoy it. Like, don't take life too seriously. Don't take yourself too seriously. Just go in, learn something new, and have a good time. Hmm. Okay, that was the last question. Uh, so, guys, if you want to give Rachel a follow, her fucking username is weird. I think it's like Rahenu. I can't even fucking pronounce it. It'll Rahanu. Be fucking, <laughs> It'll be in the description anyway. So, Rach, before we shoot off, Ray Ray, do you have anything you want to say? I just want to say thank you for having me. It was wonderful getting to talk to you again. And I'm so glad that jujitsu has brought together me and you as friends and just people together. And it's an amazing experience. And it's been awesome to be allowed on your podcast. Aw. Well, guys, that's it for today. Huge honor. Adios.